Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Neighborhood Conversations, where we invite amazing people into community, um, community leaders who are being a good resource, being a good help uh, in our community, into our neighborhood. Whether you're listening to this conversation in your car uh, or at your workplace, thank you for joining the Neighborhood Conversations. I'm Templeton Sawyer. I'm your host for today's conversation, and we are happy to be back at the TWC um, team. And today we have MJ Crawford and Randy Ridley. Um, Really, and I'm so happy to have both of you uh, on. Um, Randy, MJ, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm doing good. Beautiful fall weather so far. Oh yeah, fall is always good. Fall is is it brings new, um, bright joy and positivity and and lots of different um, connections and stuff like that. Um, And I'm so happy that on this beautiful fall. We get to talk about so much work that you all are doing um, with the workplace program. Um, and congratulations on the work that you're doing thus far in this program and supporting people. Um, and so let's get into the conversation. So I'm going to start with you, MJ, and then go into Randy. We'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself and the role that you're doing at T-Work currently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Thank you. So again, thank you for inviting us here today. Um, Here as I've been working at Teamwork as a case manager um, and also um, workplace support program as well. So I've been here for about 12 years now and most of my clients typically are deaf or hard of hearing, but I do also service um, other clients with different disabilities or no disabilities. It's, It's a wide variety. So that is what I have been doing here. Awesome. Thank you. On to you, Randy. So I've been here actually, it, it was a year in August that I've been here. And yeah. uh, I actually, I, I worked prior to this uh, with some nonprofits. I actually worked in the financial, uh, insti- uh, look, worked at financial institutions as well. So I'm actually the assistant. So I'm MJ's assistant with the workplace pr- uh, support program. And so she's my boss. So, uh, <laughs> so, and I also do a resource. I'm a resource navigator, a community resource navigator, where I assist case managers with some of their clients if they need certain resources. I mean, there is 211 that is available, but if there's something that they can't find, I dig deep and do that research for them and uh, hopefully can get them an answer. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I've been here for about a year and I really in- enjoy it. So it's uh, working along, especially with uh, MJ. Awesome. Thank you so much. And MJ, wow, 12 years. Kudos to you on the yes. amazing journey um, with you um, being a part of Teamwork uh, for that long. And yes, Teamwork is an amazing organization. Um, and thank you so much for your service thus far. Um, and Randy, you're amazing. I've worked with you. Thank you so much for, for, for coming on and being able to um, tag along and take on the new challenges um, yes. and the new projects that Teamwork brings and offers to its clients and stuff like that. So kudos to you as well. So let's get it into the conversation about this program, this work support program. MJ, I'm going to toss it on to you um, to this question. What, what can you tell us about this program? Um, and then Randy can tag along with um, anything that, 
is missing any additions you can have. Yeah, go from there. For sure. Yeah. So the workplace support program, I mean, it has certainly had its impact and not only here within the local community within HRM, but right across Nova Scotia as a whole. Uh, there are different opportunities that help help uh, clients keep their employment and specific accommodations that they have, specific requirements, um, so that they don't have to face barriers on their own because of the cost um, or specific devices that are required, specialized devices um, or referrals from medical professionals, um, occupational therapists, for example. So it, it, it has been certainly helpful helping all of them because, I mean, some some people just simply, they can't do their job without these requirements. They need these devices in order to actually keep their, their employment. So this program has been very, very valuable. And I mean, it's been ongoing for longer than I've been here, certainly. Uh, it was through the Department of Community Services previously. They were running this program. And then last year, they actually transfer, transferred it over to us. Um, but the funding is still through Community Services but we are now running the program. But it has been really, really helping a lot. I mean, even just the small things make a huge difference. That's right. So, for example, hearing aids. One client may say, you know, oh, I'm actually able to hear now. I'm able to make these phone calls or communicate with their coworkers. It's just the small things, but it makes a huge difference in people's lives. And I mean, it, it certainly affects, affects their job. Um, there are a lot of different stories I could tell about different accommodations. Yeah, so I think, you know, and it also helps the employers, right? to be able to keep and retain their employees and provide accessibility um, with regard to these devices. So I don't know if Randy has anything to add, perhaps? No, I, well, it's, it, again, it's just such a wonderful program. I mean, we've had instances where you know, individuals have told us that they will have to quit. Like for instance, MJ was mentioned about hearing aids. We've had clients say, well, I'm gonna have to quit my job if I can't hear in the workplace. So. To provide that and the maintain for them to stay in the workplace is uh, such rewarding uh, to see to, for both of us. So, wow, wow, and that's so amazing um, that that is a, a program that supports clients um, and accommodate, like you say, accommodation um, in in the workplace um, to provide them smoothly and successfully to go through the pro through their employment journey without any um, barriers, and so. Well, how do you define accommodation? Randy, I'm going to throw that to you. Um, how do you define accommodation um, in the workplace um, or in general? Yeah. Well, there's, you know, we do, uh, MJ um, talked about, we do a majority that we do, we do a lot of hearing aids. So I would say 95% of what we do is hearing aids. But we have clients too that, uh, you know, they might need a wheelchair uh uh, ergonomic uh, desk, chair, whatever we can provide to maintain for them to stay in the workplace. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so any assisted device that they require, we are there to support them in funding. And um, I don't know if, MJ, you have anything to add to that? or No, not not really. 
I mean, you are right. There is a, certainly a high percentage um, of hearing aids, but there are also new devices new to us, right, that we have to sort of figure out what these devices are or where we can find them. Most of the time, uh, the medical professionals do refer to us with these specific devices that are required. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And what is like the wait time for people to receive um, the devices um, once they go through the program? Well, um, that all, all depends a lot of times. Like we, ha we require certain information. So we require uh, a notice of assessment from the previous year, you know, pay stub. We need two quotes, let's face for anything like for hearing aids. We need two quotes. We need two quotes like wheelchairs. So it all depends. So this is sort of a client based program where yeah. it's up to the client to get that information to us and there's times that I've had clients where it's been six months and there's other times I've had clients where it's been done in within three weeks so and I know MJ's had that same uh, scenario as well. Yeah that's right so I mean it, it certainly depends on the the information that we need and how fast we can get that and sometimes maybe it's not even the right fit so they might need more time to research, to investigate, to figure out what, you know, maybe to find the proper hearing aid that's actually going to fit because there are different types of molds depending on the level of hearing, right? So it's the audiologist's responsibility to figure out and determine the best fit. We aren't taking on that part, but just to make sure that it is indeed the right fit so that we can go ahead with the application. That's, that's good. How do you define support? MJ, I'm going to leave this question out to you. How do you define support in the workplace um, as, as people with disabilities are still needing of other accommodations? How do you define support in the workplace? And then, Randy, you can add on to your, your point of view as well. Oh, support. Oh, there's so many different, different meanings. Um, so if a client knows what the specific barrier is and they're able to explain that barrier, then certainly we can find the supports available. Perhaps they don't even know what accessibility um, exists here. Um, so there are different organizations um, that we are able to connect the clients with as well. Um, so for one example, deaf or hard of hearing, I'm I'm aware of obviously so there's the uh, Canadian Hearing Services CHS and they have assisted devices available or through the Society of Deaf and Hard of Hearing Nova Scotians either one um, so both of those organizations are able to provide the devices so sometimes there's even a specific special phone for the workplace there are such a wide variety of different accommodations available um, figuring out these systems as well for the workplace. Maybe the phone system is different. There might be another method. Maybe, um, you know, finding that match again, right? It, it comes back to that. But there are many different organizations we can connect them with. Um, or perhaps there's more in-depth uh, information than what we can actually provide. So there are specific organizations that um, will be able to go into the workplace, take a workplace assessment, see where those gaps are, and help the individual that way, help the client um, determine what's needed that way. So for example, uh, with myself here, there are special flashing lights 
So if somebody rings the door, I obviously know that somebody is here. I don't have to use the phone. The light alerts me to let me know that my client is indeed here for their appointment. So that's just one, one example of a support in the workplace. But Randy and I have obviously different resources and awareness and um, different knowledge that we can pass on to the clients as well. Randy, perhaps you want to add some more, something that I might have missed? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, I have a physical disability, so I walk with crutches. So, you know, one of the things actually here in the office, actually myself and a colleague of mine, Tyler, are looking, we got funding actually to do uh, power doors. So yeah. we're going to do four of the doors are going to be, uh, we're going to have power doors. We actually have them already in the washroom. So, yeah. I mean, that really opens up accessibility to me so you know and it's a, a lot of times with myself it's a safety issue so you know trying to open in a door i could easily fall injure myself so that makes it easier for me to to work here and i mean there's little things like when i first worked here i, I gotta say one of the things that i really noticed was the parking for instance we can go outside the building in the parking so there's a couple nice accessibility spots right out front, and that's an issue, a safety issue again, when it comes to winter storms. So uh, that really makes it uh, more, you know, convenient, but more of, of a safety, a safety issue with me. And there's, you know, like MJ was saying, there's community organizations out there that we can, you know, maybe direct the client to. Like uh, for instance, Easter Seals has some programs too. When it comes to uh, a recycle, wheelchair recycling program, they have, you know, assistive devices as well. So, but yeah, and there's, yeah, there's a, just a lot of resources in the community. And just find the, just trying to find that fit for the client, what the client requires and what they need. So, and uh, we've done a few ergonomic chairs and desks for individuals. And again, that's, clients sometimes knows what they need, but don't specifically know what they need if, if that makes any sense but it's more like a it's more like the occupation therapist can help them with that or uh, physiotherapist so uh, yeah it's just getting that support uh, when it comes to accessibility uh, in the workplace we're going to take a quick break to listen to some Nova Scotia works client stories I look forward to my family's security in the future that's the main goal as a father. The empowerment from changing careers has really just made me want to get out of bed in the morning. I'm looking forward to growing my business. So I want to hire people like I was hired. I want to give guys that chance. Il me fera plaisir de continuer à travailler avec les immigrants francophones en Nouvelle-Écosse. I am looking forward to the financial freedom that I never had before. And now back to the podcast. And that's that's really amazing um, to see teamwork doing that, and and support is is it's really needed in different areas. And like you said, um, the simple way of having those power doors um, in order for people to 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 get in who need, who really needs it is really important. It gives people that um, independency um, to to actually do it themselves instead of someone doing it for them and stuff like that. And accessibility it's it's a really important topic. It's a really um, um, still, um, there's some issues in societies that still needs to be addressed. Um, and there still needs to be some wake up calls, um, in society. How are you feeling about accessibility, um, in today's society? 
Um, Randy, I'm going to throw it at you, and then I'm going to go to MJ. How do you feel about accessibility in today's society? Well, I, I think a lot of it comes down to, like, it's about full participation. Yeah. Everybody has a right to be fully participated in their community. Yeah. So when it rather comes to transportation, accessibility at work. So there's some areas like in the, especially in the rural areas where transportation could be an issue. Somebody might, you know, when it comes to might want to go to their, you know, appointments or medical appointments, or if they just want to go to a community event, they can't because they do not have the transportation and also the, uh, place might not be accessible. So, so I think it's, I would say, you know, it's better than it was 20 years ago. I think there's a lot of work to be done, but I think that again, it's about information and providing people, providing the information to people, what's accessible and, and, and how, how it can like change a person's life, you know, to be able to be part of the community. And there's a lot of like when it comes to businesses, for example, there's some grants out there now for businesses, communities, uh, provincial governments where they can actually access this and make their place accessibility accessible. And there, and, and the thing is, there's little things that uh, places can do. One of the things, again, here that I like is that there's not a lot of clutter. So it's free pet place for me to walk around. Uh, it's good for wheelchairs. We have a couple employees here, uh, one employee with a wheelchair. So it's about that freedom, that accessibility, you know, safety, and just being part of the community. And uh, I think we're working, I think as uh, Nova Scotia, I think is working towards that uh, slowly but surely. That's really, really nice. MJ, what do you think? What is this accessibility looking like in today's working world? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, accessibility certainly has changed over time um, and technology has improved. Um, You know, thinking back to before, it's like, oh, yeah, we can do these things. So, for example, uh, now I'm actually able to go to the movies with my friends. I don't need to ask a friend who is an interpreter, oh, what's the movie talking about? And interpret the entire movie. They have the caption uh, reader, the view reader for the captions. So they have that device in the movie theater and that's right across Canada. Some people don't even realize that that exists. And it's not even for deaf folks only, it's hard of hearing. Sometimes people struggle to hear what the movie is actually saying. Um, so that that is nice. It, it's improving over time. And I mean, certainly there's, there's a long way to go. Um, funding is another another issue. Where can people find the funding to actually pay for that? So, for example, interpreters searching for the funding. Are you able to support this? Are you able to provide the interpreter? Um, And negotiating with the employers also to see if they're able to support that accommodation. So there's a long way to go. I could talk about it all day long, um, but that is just one, one small example. Um, but also with regard to employers, you know, they're they're more than welcome to contact us for resources, find out where, how we can support the accommodations, how we can support their employees' needs. 
Um, some folks maybe don't even realize they just want to say no, but they don't realize that there are resources out there. Um, and like Randy was even saying, accessibility grants for businesses specifically, um, there are grants there that might, it depends obviously on the criteria at the end of the day, but that's, that's just a small example. Wow, thank you so much um, for both of you um, sharing. Accessibility is really important, and I'm happy that it's improving. Um, I didn't know that there's um, that is improving in the cinemas, especially um, allowing that independency for social life is really important. And so I'm really appreciative of that. I think that they're making it more um, accessible on the broadwalks, on the waterfront. I think as well with the, the different ramps and, and everything that's going on there as well. So that's really good. And so um, I'm really happy that that's going on there as well. So I'm happy that Nova Scotia is really taking um, this um, accessibility to really um, key and it's, it's important um, and it, it's, it's important, yeah. Um, what are ways clients are getting connected to the program? Like how can people get connected to the program? Do, do they go through teamwork? Um, how 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 is the application process? Um, MJ or Randy? Um, Randy, I'll let you go, and then MJ, you can just tag along. Yeah. So, the program. Uh, many of our uh, clients that we get for the program, we get from, let's say, for example, audiologists. Okay. So for hearing aids, so we they actually let us know that there's a client there that uh, that wants to uh, buy hearing aids. So we actually. They know about the program, so they let us know, and they actually give us the client's email, contact number, and then we start the process where we, you know, get the information from them. Uh, we also have it on our website as well, and it's been lately. It's been really the word of mouth again. It's like it's all. It's uh, it started out for, uh, just in the HRM, and uh, MJ was doing hearing aids, but now we do province wide, and uh, we also. I don't know, MJ. I can mention we also. We also do uh, students as well, like uh, for certain uh, devices as well, uh, at post-secondary uh, education. So, for example, we did actually just recently, we did a uh, wheelchair accessible, uh, we uh, paid, provided some funding for a wheelchair accessible van. So, um, we also do that. So, um, yeah, so those are the main areas that we uh, usually get our clients on. And word of mouth as well. I know I've had clients who said, you know, uh, you know, somebody told me that they just accessed your program. So, uh, again, we start the process and we contact them and send them out guidelines. We have some guidelines. Again, there's certain criteria as far as income. And we need also a certain documentation to move in. They have to complete an application. And then we meet with them either in person, person or by phone. And uh, then after then, we actually have a committee. We have a workplace support program committee where we meet. We're meeting now about average once a month. And we go through the applications and we uh, approve or disapprove. So, you, and, uh, so, but we can speed something up. But again, if it's something we get the information fast and the client really needs it, if it's really crucial to their employment, so we can speed that up and, and uh, get uh, confirmation from the committee that uh, to move forward with that. MJ, you can add whatever uh, something if you like. I think you covered it all perfectly. <laughs> awesome, 
of the loss of thank you so much randy for sharing yeah. that process and really hope clients can um, get connected um if they need that resource um and it's an important resource that's really valuable um to people who are in need of that and i'm really 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 thankful for a resource that helps with disability um to be able to um take on resource yeah and, and i'm happy it's in place which is important um in order for people to work smoothly in the workplace um one of the last thing i have is leave us with a quote um tip um something to inspire uh, inspire us um mj i'll leave it i'll take it off to you and then randy closes out with with your quote or saying and then we go from there yeah yeah well, that's a tough one. It's tough to sort of nail down which one. There are so many wonderful, inspiring quotes. But uh, one important important one with regard to this workplace support program, I think it's important for employers to recognize people with disabilities. Um, it, it look at them what they can do versus what they can't do. So recognizing their abilities versus their disability. Cool. I think that um, is a good tip just to remind employers mm -hmm. because they have a lot of opportunities to give, a lot of potential, skills to bring to the table, intelligence, um, they have good resources. It it can certainly be an asset to their company. So yep. a lot of people would be surprised at what they can do. I mean, some are absolutely fabulous with what they do. So for example, I have a few deaf people that I'm aware of uh, who work a lot faster, right? Their productivity is higher because they are so focused on the task at hand. And the employers, if they don't hire them, they're missing out on having an, a wonderful employee, a wonderful opportunity. So I want them to remember to look at their ability and their skills and then figure out the barriers later when we can work around that. Yeah. Love that tip. Love, love it. Randy, what do you got for us? Well, you know, one of the things that I wanted to say, and I think, you know, myself, it's it's happened to me where, I think that you have to surround yourself with people, with friends that support you in whatever your endeavor is. And uh, I think that's really crucial when it comes to a person with disabilities. And, you know, to open those doors, to have those networks, like, you know, one door might close, you know, you might not find it here, but you go to another door and you open that door and you find someone, some you know, it might be an organization, it might be an individual to find you to, you know, to find, let's say, employment or whatever you're searching for. So I think it's just you have to be determined and you just, and, and it will, you know, in my case, I've had doors shut in my face and I've had situations where, you know, and that gets you frustrated as a person with disabilities, yeah. but to get up and you open another door and, and it's eventually going to work for you. Another opportunity will come. Don't don't look at the closed door. There's no. opportunities ahead of you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, both of you are amazing as always, and hope that we will have another conversation at some point. 
Um, there's so much other things happening and so much activities that's going to be happening. Um, and so MJ, for sure, definitely will be connecting with you soon um, to invite you back on. Um, and so thank you so much uh, for coming on, um, both of you. And we'll see everyone at the next episode. Have a good one. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Templeton. This podcast is funded by the government of Nova Scotia.